So I witnessed yesterday an Easter miracle. I still have some Easter candy left. <laughs> Usually it's all gone by now. So there are still miracles in our life. We are very blessed to have St. Peter as the patron of our parish. Many people find it easy to love Peter. And what's beautiful about Peter and the other disciples is we also find it easy to relate to their struggles because their struggles are often similar to our own. And it's beautiful how Jesus works on the heart of Peter with such patience and with so much mercy. And in order for us to appreciate the grace that is unfolding in this beautiful scene that we've just heard, to understand what the dialogue between Jesus and Peter around the fire is revealing, we need to understand the words that are being used. As we know, the Greeks had different words for love. They had four or five words, whereas we in our English language have one. And different words are being used by Jesus and by Peter. When Peter, or when Jesus asks Peter if he loves him, Jesus uses the word agape, which means a godlike, sacrificial love unto death. But when Peter responds, Peter uses the word philia, which is the love of friendship. It's a beautiful love, but it's not as great as agape. So now we come to the fire and the breakfast on the shore. And it's also significant that this dialogue with Peter happens around a fire. For just a few weeks earlier, around the fire in the courtyard on the night when Jesus was arrested, Peter denied Jesus three times. And before that, at the Last Supper, Peter boasted that his love for Jesus was as great as agape. When Jesus announced that he would be betrayed and that they would all be scattered, Peter stood up and said, even though all these other disciples, my brothers, even if they abandon you, I will not. I will go to prison with you, and I will lay down my life for you. You gotta love Peter. Peter, in his pride, did not yet know fully his own heart. 
he did not know his weakness. And so he was allowed to be tested. And in that denial of Jesus, in that humiliation, Peter was humbled. He now has a right assessment of himself and especially of his weakness. And so when Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me with a godlike love unto death? Peter's response reveals this new humility. Basically, what Peter is saying by answering with the word philia, he's saying, Jesus, I thought I loved you enough. I thought I loved you more than my own life. I thought I could die for you, but I found out that I don't. I love you as a friend, but I do not love you as I would like. And so this happens two times in the first questions. Jesus uses agape, Peter responds with philia. The last time, Jesus also uses the word philia. He comes to the level of where Peter is and affirms the humility of his response. But it's wonderful how Jesus, at the end of the dialogue, he prophesies that Peter will, in the end, lay down his life for Jesus. And we know from our tradition that Peter does die for the Lord in the gospel. He's crucified upside down. How is this possible when before he could not do it? What's beautiful to realize is that Peter is just as weak on the night that Jesus died as he is after the resurrection and even after Pentecost. It is the same weak Peter. The difference? Now he knows it. And in knowing it, he can now depend entirely on Jesus. He can let go of all of his pride and self-reliance and lean entirely on the Lord. This is what allows him to receive more grace, more love. St. Paul said, I boast of my weakness because in my weakness I am strong. The power of God is able to be manifest in me. Now Peter understands that without Jesus he can do nothing. My dear friends, what a beautiful lesson for us. Because we too, like Peter, 
We desire to love Jesus with a great love. We too desire and hope that we would be able to lay down our lives for Jesus and his gospel. And then life tests us. Sometimes during the seasons of Lent in our life, we find out that we love other people more than Jesus. Sometimes we find out that we love some of the enjoyments and pleasures of life, some of the passing things of this world. We find out that we love them more than we love God. And we are humiliated by these revelations of the truth of our heart. We are humbled, but this is good. This is wonderful, because like Peter, we need to know our weakness in order that we will bring them to Jesus. As we are invited to do in this Eucharist, because our strength lies in knowing that we are weak, because then the power of the risen Christ can truly help us to love greater than ourselves. So as we receive the Lord, as he gathers us around this meal, like he did on the shore of Galilee with the disciples, he gathers us for this Eucharistic meal in order to love us in our weakness, to dig in our hearts a greater humility so that the power of the risen life that we receive can be more manifest in our life. Amen.